Is it possible to facilitate a coded read without being a developer? And this question I will ask my guest and we'll find some answers for that later today. Hi, my name is Peter Kofler. I am the code cop. Obviously, I'm fanatic about clean code, and for many years, I tried hard to develop quality software. Eventually, I had to change my motto to developing quality software developers. In this podcast, I will answer questions about facilitation, hosting, and participation of coded reads, and any kind of hands-on session in general. If you have any questions regarding your coded read, please send me an email or leave me a comment. Today's guest is Oliver Spann, Scrum Master and Agile Coach. Hi, Oliver. Hi, Peter. So in the last uh, years, we ran several coded reads together. You had little back coding background in the beginning. How did that go for you? Yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind is how exhausting it was because, um, yeah, it was my first code retreat. I had no clue where to look at and what to look for. So it was very exhausting, but also very exciting. You mentioned that already before when we had a chat that especially during the session, you had no idea what to look for. So what are you looking for now, like when we do code retreat? Yeah, I mean, it's very, very different to you. I can't come to a prayer and look look at the screen and see what they are doing. Yeah, I'm trying to get more a feeling for the for the atmosphere, for the vibe of the whole session. So how the pairs are doing, are they in a good flow? Is the intensity good? Or are they rather stuck? Maybe is the session too difficult? Um, do they need more support or, or more guidance, which especially in session one usually is the case? If everything run, runs good, I think it, it feels like a, like, a, like a summing beehive. So it's not just about individual pairs that then you're looking, I guess, at body language maybe or yes um so how the how the how the pairs are interacting with each other yeah are they in a constant flow of, of communication and discussion doing some some pretty ping pong or are they just stuck and and thinking about big problem um, without any clue how to solve it mm -hmm. and then you said something about the, the ham like the beehive what i never heard of that so what's that supposed to be yeah, again, if they are if they are in a good flow, the communication runs pretty pretty constant, I would say. And if you um, hear this, if if multiple pairs doing so, then then yeah, you, it's you you're hearing this communication. It's it's like it's like humming. Yeah, it's no no um, pause, no 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 stop between. Yeah, no um, aching or anything else about oh, it's too hard or um, so it's like a feeling you have when you're in the middle of the room and a kind of the energy and because of the communication of the communication noise. Is that something like that? Yes. Yeah. Something like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, at the pairs, at the different pairs. And um, no matter which pair I'm looking at, I see that both are very, very focused, um, that they are interacting with each other, that they are on the keyboard and they are typing and making progress. I look at all the pairs, and then if I see similar behavior in all these pairs, then it's this, then it is feeling yeah, of the of the beehive. Because mm -hmm. it is also the sound then of a successful session, right? Just everybody yeah. is busy, and and uh, this is some energy.
And then what what was uh, another thing that you had trouble in the beginning? Um, another problem, of course, was again as I, I didn't was able to to read the code and what they are doing, and um, I don't know how they tackle the the cutter and what's the solution about. I either had to ask you or I tried to find out um, during the retrospectives how they solved the the problem. The retrospectives were very exciting for me um, to figure out what's what's the solution about there, yeah? because I didn't see it during the session. So do you have like a typical uh, series of questions that you would would ask in the retrospective? Yeah, how did your solution look like? Yeah, how did you approach it? Then um, yeah, I had one solution. Then I asked uh, the other pairs. Yeah, did you solve it the same way or different? Yeah, so it was very regular process. Now, mm -hmm. after some, some code retreats, it's getting different because yeah, now I also know what is it about and um, yeah, I see the reputation of, same, of, of, of similar approaches. Also, if I look at the code and if I look at the screen, yeah, I see that uh, uh, recurring data structures they are using and stuff like that. Now I'm trying to figure out, during the session, I try to figure out um, what's the challenge for the individual pairs and what they are working on and um, what the possible learning can be. And then I ask myself during the session, okay, which questions do I have to ask in the retrospective to that these learning topics come up? So I try to predict somehow the, the outcome and the responses during the retrospective. Let's, let's try to be more uh, specific here. So what would you see and then how would you how would this thinking process of yours be like do you have an example mm, it's usually it's like watching the individual pairs yeah and um during the session i recognize that they have a problem or a challenge or something something really hard where they worked on and then mm -hmm. some and later on during the session i pass by and they realize okay they solved it somehow yeah somehow mm -hmm. they came up with a good idea and they are fascinated about this idea and um, testing the idea if it's if it works out and then I ask myself okay what can I ask during the retrospective so that they come up with this solution with this idea with this learning topic mm -hmm. I see I see so you're like you're noticing from their body language or if they're typing or their discussion that maybe they have a challenge or they're stuck yeah. some point, that's easy to notice if, if you have no idea of code at all, right? They stop typing yeah. or they're arguing yeah. or something. And then later in the session, everything is smooth again for this pair. And then uh, you're thinking about uh, like a trick question in, in quotes, <laughs> how to get out their learning to, to everybody, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So so I like that they share this this idea yeah or this solution with everybody so that everybody can profit from it or if the other pairs can can come up with um, oh yeah we did the same uh, how did it work for you stuff like that that's exactly the interesting part it's uh, outside of uh, the coders coders uh, concentrate on the code but we cannot know all code so we have to concentrate on other things and that's uh, the balance that is hard Thank you, Oliver, for your insights from a non-coder perspective. Uh, find it very important because uh, it's giving ideas what to look at besides looking at the technical aspects. Thank you. 
Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it was very interesting to think about the code retreats we facilitated together. You're welcome. I guess we'll do it again. This is all for this episode. I'm Peter Kofler and I wish you luck with your next code retreat or hands-on workshop. If you have any questions regarding your code retreat, please send me an email or leave a comment. I'm looking forward to hear from you about how your event went. Code retreats are awesome. Let's have more of them.